You are here to enter. Welcome to Pizza Planet. Welcome to Pizza Planet, a Pixar podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Gareth. And, and we're, we're your, your delivery, delivery guys. guys. Bringing you a square box of round, hot, cheesy Pixar goodness. Mm-hmm. We've got a bounty of slices in today's feast, so let's dig in. Welcome to Pizza Planet. Can I take your order? Oh, you want to know what's on the menu? Well, we are doing a bonus segment today. Oh, yeah. So, uh, last... Last year, last <laughs> month, last light year, <laughs> last light year, last month we talked about uh, Pixar themed attractions in the Disney North American Disney parks, and we did a segment while we were recording, uh, like a Pix Pitch segment, and we got to share our ideas for what kind of Pixar attractions we would like to see developed in the parks, and that segment went so well but we had to cut it for time so we're just gonna use that for this month's episode and we have even more ideas now so we're gonna add to it we're gonna show you what we talked about last month but then we're gonna talk about even more ideas so get ready to imagine a world where more pixar rides exist this is gonna be awesome we've got some pretty pretty sweet pitches for you imagineers you better be listening Turn turn your your uh, what are they called Sugar. hearing aids? Hearing turn aids. your hearing aids up. <laughs> and uh, Pete Doctor and the CEO of Disney, whose name I don't know, please <laughs> listen to this and consider these rides. Um, yes, so we're going to be talking about that, and um, also this is going to be our season finale for season one. Oh yeah. So this will this will wrap things up. So don't expect another episode next month, but make sure you follow us on our Instagram, our Facebook. Make sure you follow this feed, the, the podcast feed, um, so that you can stay up to date on when more stuff is coming down the pipe. That's right. Can you believe it? We've done a whole season. That's insane. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Good job, Ben. Good, Good job. job to you, Gary. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and listen to uh, our conversation with Luke. Uh, if you recall, Luke Smith joined us last month, my cousin. And uh, yeah, here's that conversation. Enjoy. So um, now we are going to give our pitch, pitch. for uh, what rides we would like to see um, Disney implement in the future as far as Pixar attractions go, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, so who would like to lead it off? Look. Uh, oh, sure. Cool. Um, let me start with, uh, I have about, um, I have uh, one solid one, and then uh, uh, the other three are more just little ideas. Okay. Um, uh, so, do you know the uh, Rock and Roller Coaster yes. by Aerosmith? Yes. Okay, yeah. so um, Aerosmith is kind of dated. <laughs> um, I know people love it, but uh, we could take that area um, and kind of do another Monsters, Inc. ride. Mm. Um, just have the area um, of Mistropolis. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you go into the ride through... Um, Monsters, the Monsters Inc. building, and then the ride is basically the doors, um, 
The Doors. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was yes. on my list too. Yes. Yes. Okay. That would be brilliant. Yeah. So for the record, uh, Mike and Sully to the Rescue does feature a scene with the doors, but mm. you don't actually ride the doors. So it, uh, it was it's cool to see it, but you're right. It would be way more fun to actually ride that. Yeah. So the roller coaster would be, yeah, just the whole thing is doors. Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that'd be with so cool. Maybe, uh, like, you know how they go through a door, Mike and Sully go through a door, and they're in Paris. Yeah. Or they're in the Bahamas or Hawaii. Or yeah. yeah, they yeah. go to Hawaii. Um, okay. Yeah. So they could do something like that where your, your coaster just zooms through different locations. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Yeah. 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 And it's already on a track, like the doors. So it's right. already like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, Cross it off my list. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I'd also like to see Wally um, in the land pavilion, you know, because oh, be cool. um, the whole message about Wally is go green, you know, and save mm. the planet. Um, and, the, that's what the land is about, uh, the land pavilion in, in Epcot. Hmm. Um, uh, there's a right called Living with the Land. Um, and so I think a meet and greet um, somewhere would be good. I know there's a Wally animatronic that's been seen um, somewhere. I can't re- recall. Hmm. Um, somewhere in Disney World, I think. Um, but I think that would be cool yeah. to have him there. Um, and also, while we're, while we're at Epcot, uh, we could put in the Imagination Pavilion with Figment. Um, we could turn that ride into Inside Out. Oh, um, okay. Because the whole theme is imagination. Oh, yeah. We could include... Imagination Land or whatever. The, there's like the names of the dream well, lands or whatever. Well, I have, I have a pitch that maybe would go there, but go ahead and finish. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and then another one would be, uh, which I've heard... From other sources, uh, we could replace um, the th- three capilleros in the Mexico Pavilion in in their dark ride with uh, Coco. Yeah, that would be great. The Coco dark ride would be perfect. Both from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and dark rides dark, utilize yeah. a lot of uh, black light, which would look really cool when you're doing mm. like the 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 land of the dead. Yes, that would look sweet. Yeah, because yeah. it's already dark and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and right. People really don't know the three caballeros anymore. Yeah, it's true. So I think that'd be more relevant. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's what I got. Cool. All right. Yeah, I can go next. Um, so mine, yeah, mine aren't as developed, but um, uh, this is a right idea that we had. So I might be stealing yours, Gareth. So oh, you did. You can always chime in too. Yeah. But. Uh, I would say, so when Gareth and I went to Disney together, we sat down, we actually made a pretty cool list of rides and and we can't, we don't know where that list is. So hopefully we'll find it. But this was my favorite pitch we had and it's in the world of Up. And basically the ride would start off with you're in Carl's house and then it takes off with the balloons. Mm. And so it's basically like the whole whole ride is you're like in Carl's house and uh, the balloons you're like flying around. And there'll be like, uh, a part where the, the the dogs in the planes, the fighter, you know, the fighter jets or whatever, oh, yeah. the dog fight <laughs> uh, would be happening. Like, out, and you'd be like looking through the windows and stuff. And uh, maybe there's like a little, little something you could uh, attack them or whatever. And then somehow it would end up with getting to um, uh, what, what's the name of the springs? Um, uh, or not? 
Oh gosh, uh, something falls. Paradise falls. Par- Paradise falls. Yeah. yeah, it would end with you getting to Paradise Falls. I just love that visuals of like being in Carl's house. Did, did you have more about the you know, uh, idea? Yes, <laughs> actually, that was that was going to be one of my pitches, but specifically pitching it as a practical gondola ride. So the facade of the ride would be going into Carl and Ellie's house, so you can see like go inside and see the pictures. You see the fireplace with all the strings on it. Um, you could even potentially have like kids be able to go up and like pluck the strings and they make musical sounds oh, and nice. stuff. But but then the ride itself would be little gondolas with um, balloons, like fake balloons, obviously, yeah, yeah. that you're hanging from. So the, the balloons would be the actual, like, what's attached to the track, and the track would just be a cable. And so then... Um, did I have an idea for how the gondolas would look? I'm not sure if I did. But um, essentially, you would then go through, like, kind of what you were talking about. Like, you would see... Um, planes with the dogs in them shooting at you and stuff and then yeah at the end um you would see the resting place of the house on Mm -hmm. on paradise falls um but yeah that's that's basically the same same idea just kind of like using using a gondola cable as as a ride track is is my main pitch yeah because that could take you at uh at an appropriate speed in yeah. like an upwards and forwards motion. Yeah, yeah. There's so many ways you could do that with the house. What does the house move by itself, or mm-hmm. is it like it feels like it's moving, but it's whatever. There's a lot of ideas there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and then um, uh, you mentioned the Wally, right? I thought yeah. I, I thought it'd be cool if we could explore the Axiom actually, like Ooh. on the ship. Yeah. Um, I just love like the Wally and the robots and stuff, and I feel like there's some fun gags you could do with with roaming around the the um, Axiom. Maybe you could be in one of those like. The, the humans are in those like little like um, pad things that move around with the screens. Oh yeah, the chairs. The chairs, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe you could be on like it'd be like right where you're on like chairs in the Axiom. That reminds me a lot of a uh, uh, Galactic Star Cruiser, that new Star Wars hotel. Oh, I've heard about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I like Wally better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah some other cool stuff you could do too. Um, I'm glad that there is a Finding Nemo underwater ride. I was going to pitch that, so I'm glad that that, (laughs) that's a thing. Um, Yeah, you mentioned in Coco, weren't they? Isn't there a part in Coco where they're like literally flying on something, like some sort of magic? Yeah, there's the 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 tiger, the flying tiger thing. Oh, okay, that could be cool to explore with your idea, like uh, flying. Yeah, the the tiger uh, as a ride vehicle would be pretty sweet. Or make different variations of different creatures. I know mm. there's different yeah, 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 spiritual yeah. creatures. I forget what they're called, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because yeah. like uh, Dante, is that his name? Yeah. Dante yeah. the dog. Yeah, the He's dog, one yeah. of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> um, that'd be really funny if you're writing Dante. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dante, uh, that'd be great. Single um, person. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, so yeah, we, we talked about the 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 monster Inc. door idea. I really love that. Um, but lastly, um, I was thinking about other like in movies like where there's like tracks involved and I thought about with the Incredibles um, on the island is, isn't there some sort of like track or like train or something where like Mr. Incredibles like travel yeah around? yeah the like I don't know what you would call it but yeah it's on like a, a train track and it's just like a little pod yeah some sort of pod that explores the island and I don't know I, lo- I think the world of Incredibles would be fun to explore on a ride too mm, yeah um, but anyways yeah what about you man so um, just elaborating a little bit more on Carl's Balloon Adventure, which is the n- name I decided to get oh, that nice. ride. <laughs> um, I, I like the idea of going through their house because it also give you a photo op 
to to oh, yeah. take a picture in their chairs. Yeah. The so chairs if you're if you're cool, there yeah. like with your significant other, that'd be a really cute photo. Yeah. Up. And then, a scrapbook. Yep, the scrapbook. Yeah, the scrapbook. Yeah. Um, but then also, I forgot to mention this: the the miniatures. You could do forced perspective miniatures, where as the gondola is taking off, you'd be about fifteen feet off the ground, and underneath you would build miniatures of the city that you're leaving. And as you get higher, like the uh, miniatures get smaller, like they're built smaller. So it creates the forced perspective that you're like soaring over the city kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but like with, uh, what was that uh, ride that we, Peter, was it Peter Pan? Yeah, from, yeah, just yeah. like just like how P the yeah. flight of Peter Pan really uses like forced perspective. Um, exactly like that. Maybe you could also... Uh Get some animatronics of the dogs mm -hmm. or Kevin. Yeah. yeah Kevin. Oh, I didn't think yeah. about Kevin. Yeah. Kevin would be a cool animatronic to incorporate. Yeah. The way I, I didn't mention this before, but the way I picture them doing the dogs is you could also have the dogs be on airplane the, or the dog's airplanes on cables that are next to your cable so uh, that they can f like basically around, yeah. fly right past the ride vehicle yeah. like they're like charging you and you just kind of feel the wind of them passing you yeah um and and so they they just like launch past you like coming in from the opposite direction yeah um so that's 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 how i would i would do the the, the dogs and you would add sound effects and maybe some like vibrations to simulate the them firing at you or something yeah that's really cool but that's carl's balloon adventure um my Sorry. Go ahead. Do you think you would put this in California Adventure? Or what, I, I think, think? That this would be an ideal ride for either Magic Kingdom or Disneyland. Just because, I, I don't know, it doesn't really fit into one specific park. It's kind of just a generic like Magic of Disney ride. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But I don't think it would fit into uh, Pixar Pier. It might, fit some, it might fit somewhere else at DCA, but... Animal Kingdom, uh... There's animals. I, I mean, they're <laughs> dogs, but it's not really celebrating natural animals. Sure. Yeah, it's um, it's domesticated animals, so... Yeah. Although, uh, Kevin, he's a, he's a wild animal, so... Yeah. Anyways, I don't know where you would put it, but my next pitch is Barley's Dungeon Crawl. So as you guys oh. all know, Onward has a heavy... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons theme and Dungeons and Dragons has been getting huge in the last couple years so Disney would be remiss not to like somehow embrace that subculture yeah. in the parks in some way and so my idea is a ride um, basically the facade would look like the high school from the movie so you'd see like the fountain mm. you'd see like the the mascot the dragon mascot um, you might even have like a statue of the the dragon monster they fight at the end or something I don't know but basically you go into the high school you see the lockers and you're in, in the queue but then you get in the ride vehicle and the ride vehicle is obviously going to be Guinevere the van from the movie nice. so yeah. you get in the van six people to a van and it'll be a very similar attraction to uh, Smuggler's Run, where a lot of it is going to be using like screens, like kind of like 3D screens and stuff okay. um, to, to take you through this adventure. Um, it, also, if you, any listeners have been to Universal Studios, the King Kong ride also uses a very similar um, uh, technology to what I'm I'm kind of pitching this as. So kind of like imagine like the King Kong ride. Millennium Falcon kind of. Yeah, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. 
But anyways, the whole idea is it's going to be narrated. It's going to have an original narration by Chris Pratt. Barley is your dungeon master, and he's taking you on a dungeon crawl. And so he'll, throughout the ride, ask you, like, he'll he'll say, like, uh, player in seat one, like each seat will be numbered, uh, roll for initiative or roll for oh, like action or whatever. Really cool. And yeah. every, every, every seat in front of it will have <laughs> like what looks like kind of like a, like a mouse roller, like one of those upside down mouse rollers, but it's a D20. And so you can kind of like swipe it and oh, it'll yeah. spin. And then whatever it lands on, that's your roll. And so but depending on whether you get a high roll or a low roll, it will affect the narrative of oh, what's happening. Cool. So each time you yeah. go on the ride, it's different because wow. he'll have each person roll at different points and depending on what they roll, either something good will happen or something bad will happen. You'll fight, like maybe this time you'll fight um, like a minotaur or this time you'll fight like a dark wizard and mm -hmm. like there's a different boss at the end of every ride depending on how you roll. Yeah. And so um, obviously at the end you still win even if everyone rolls ones. Um, but... Um, it would just be like a fun way to incorporate um, the Dungeons and Dragons theming of yeah. Onward and then like the the fun personality of like Chris Pratt being your dungeon master. Like who doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to do like a dungeon crawl with Chris Pratt as your DM? Like that would be so lit. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. And then finally my last pitch, and like I said, this might go in the Imagination Pavilion like Luke was saying, uh, all aboard the train of thought. Um, so this okay. would be a dark ride. Um, the queue would take you through the control center inside Riley's mind where animatronics, joy, sadness, fear, disgust, and anger would greet the guests. Um, once on the train, so because you guys all know like the train of thought is the train that we see featured in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, once on the train, the ride would take you through Riley's mind like a tour um, where the expansive visuals serve guests like a feast of scenery. Like you just go into this big open space um, and I don't know how you do that practically, but maybe maybe using screens or something. But this would be an original story as opposed to a retread of the movie. So it wouldn't be taking you through the story of the movie. In fact, um, we will see animatronic emotions uh, in various scenes throughout Riley's mind. Uh, much like how you see like Briar Rabbit pop up and like all over Splash Mountain, so like you'll you'll mm. like pass by disgust and she's doing this, and you'll pass mm. by fear and he's doing this, and it's just kind of like different scenes, vignettes. Um, but as the story is unfolding, you are also seeing uh, screens mounted around the landscape that are playing clips of what is going on in like with Riley in the real world. So there's oh, also nice. like a parallel story happening to Riley. I like it. And you yeah. find out that she is cleaning her room, which provides opportunities for her to experience like disgust at the, at her smelly socks or fear at, when she finds like a dead spider um, or anger when her parents, uh, um, anger at her parents for making her clean and sadness for when, uh, her parents tell her to throw away some some of her old toys, you know. Um, so she experiences all these emotions while she's cleaning her room. And then finally, Joy, who spent the entire ride in the literal and figurative back seat, um, perks up when Riley comes across some old drawings of Bing Bong. 
Suddenly, we witness a rush of memory coming back to Riley, and Bing Bong is resurrected before oh, Guest's dude. very eyes. Yes. So this would be a literal dude. sequel to the movie. Like this would be like a like a follow up narrative, like a yeah. canon narrative <laughs> that gives a in story, like in universe explanation of how Bing Bong was was brought back. And it's oh, yeah. it's all happening because she found these old drawings while cleaning her room. Yeah, that's I awesome. Love it. Dude, uh, that's gonna be emotional for some kiddos. <laughs> oh, I know. Like we would, be, it would totally be designed in a way to make people cry. Like people are gonna get off this ride and they will be bawling. <laughs> Dude, maybe there could be Kleenexes involved in the ride for for emotions, <laughs> emotions to get high. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's that's my pitch for All Aboard the Train of Thought, and I, I think like it would be so smart of Disney to do a ride like this because like, when has there been a ride with like genuine spoilers? Like, this would be an opportunity to do a ride where people are going to be buzzing about it because it's like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but you got to go on it. Yeah. Like, because of the story. Yeah. You know? I, I love that story edition because they don't really, they haven't really explored too much of that, I feel like. Yeah. And, so. and, and I love, I, I just love that idea that you can explore all five of the the emotion characters yeah. their reactions to things when cleaning a room like i was trying to think of an activity that like triggers all those emotions all kind of in the same like couple minutes yeah and like cleaning your room like as a kid that's like that's what's going to trigger all those different emotions and then i was like realizing well except for joy and then i was like oh but what if they find bing bong <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> that's back. that's when joy takes the front seat so um, that's that's my pitch. All right, we're back, and Luke isn't with us this time. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I'm sorry, Such a Luke. Good guy. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna add some pitches to the pile. So, uh, do you do you want to kick it off, Ben? Yeah, I'll kick it off. So, you guys just heard some 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 cool ideas, um, and we're gonna we're gonna develop a little bit more for you. So, um, I've got a couple pitches. Gary's got a couple pitches, and a couple of mine. Um, do touch upon some of the early the pitches that you just heard, um, but they're developing them a little bit more. So, um, so let's start out with my most developed idea. Um, so earlier in the podcast, I, I mentioned to Luke that I was like, "Oh, I'm really glad that um, Finding Nemo that there is uh, already like a ride because I always thought that would be so amazing to explore the world of of Finding Nemo." Um, but I was thinking more on it, and I was like, mm, "There's some more to do there in Finding Nemo." So I came up with a ride um, that currently I'm just calling it um, Ride the EAC. Ooh, yeah. I like it. So basically uh, this ride is where you are riding the EAC with Crush and the Turtle Gang. And uh, so I had the idea of like the, that the vehicles you're in are like turtle shells, Ooh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, so this would be kind of like, um, like a dark ride, I think, because there would be like... Um, There'd be like sc like screens around you that would be showing like the EAC that you're on. So I'm not the biggest like tech guy, so um, I don't know exactly how this would work. Feel free, Gareth, to jump in to help me. So are you describing uh, like like um, you're surrounded like a tube, and the 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 tube walls are a like screen projecting the like actual current going around you? I think so. Is that is that what I'm hearing? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so basically on this ride, um, you would be exploring, like you're on the EAC and that's going to be really cool and fun, but then you're also going to be exploring other areas in the film. 
Okay. That'll like pass by, like almost like you're looking out a window kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so you'll like you'll like pass by like the the jellyfish like scene. Yeah. So you'll pass by the jellyfishes. Um, you'll go past the drop off and like you'll see the, maybe the kiddos out there like on a uh, uh, recess. You'll pass by like the sharks and you know just other other characters um, in the film. And again, you could explore other other locations too. Maybe you go into that like dark area where like yeah the the weird fish with the light up eyes. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's the, that's the that's the ACU ride. Okay. That sounds like a fun ride. I would like that and we can always use more Finding Nemo in the parks. Like honestly, it's got a musical, it's got two rides. Like I'm pretty sure there's other attractions too, but that uh, I would I would add that to the pile because we need more of Finding Nemo. Um exactly. who who doesn't want more Finding Nemo? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my pitch is drumroll please. Soren over Pixar. So, Ben, I know you haven't been on Soren. I was just exposed to it uh, for the first time uh, this last uh, summer when I was on my Disneyland trip. Um, They have Soren over, uh, I think it's Soren over the world Hmm. in uh, Disney California Adventure. And just to describe it to you, Ben, since you don't know and any listeners who don't know, this is a ride that exists um, in multiple iterations um, on the East and West Coast. They have it uh, at both both uh, resorts and in in the in the North America. Okay. And so it's been it's been done multiple ways, but it's the same ride each time. So basically, you get into what is like a right like a roller coaster harness almost um like it's the type of seats where your feet are like dangling beneath you but you're indoors and then you're in this giant blacked out warehouse okay and so once the ride starts there's these big mechanical arms that lift up the rows of seats so you're in like multiple rows almost like you're in a theater Hmm. but there's no screen that you see at least yet um and so the arms pick up all the rows of seats and then hold the the seats aloft up close to a giant panoramic screen, like bigger than like an IMAX screen, like truly panoramic, like covers your entire um, like line of vision, wow. like your per- per- periphery. Yeah. And um, this giant screen then projects like crisp beautiful images of like soaring over different parts of the world so like soaring over the world is specifically like taking you like over the great wall of china or taking you you know over the african safari like it takes you to all these different places all around the world like over paris france and stuff and and um there's like a added uh sensory aspect to it that a lot of people love where um there's wind blowing on you to make it feel like you're actually like soaring in the air oh yeah but it it comes with sense so that that wind that's blowing on you smells different based on where you are so like you fly over some elephants and you can actually kind of smell the elephants or you like fly over like this um I don't know what castle it is, but it's I think I believe it's somewhere in the Middle East and you you fly over this palace and you get like this these wafts of perfume. Oh yeah. And it's it's a very cool sensory experience. So Dang. my pitch is doing Soren over Pixar so it would be the same ride just the images that you're seeing are of Ant Island, Paradise Falls, mm. 
Paris, but specifically the part of it where Gusteau's is. And you can actually, again, <laughs> talking about the sensory yeah. stuff, yeah, you'd be able to smell Remy cooking, okay? Mm, then, like you f- then you fly over the Axiom, so you get epic views of space. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Then you f- soar over the Great Barrier Reef, you're, but you're underwater. Oh, yeah. And then... Then you would fly, uh, soar over Radiator Springs, Ooh. and you would get to see those big, magnificent rock formations out in the desert. Smell the dust in the air. Yeah. <laughs> then you would soar over medieval Scotland, where you see Merida riding her horse up a hill. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Then you would fly over uh, the the land, the a- ambiguous land from the good dinosaur where dinosaurs inhabit the land and they're farming. And I was thinking this specifically, this s- snippet would be particularly cool um, because we didn't really get a chance to explore that world very extensively. Um, so I feel like showing more species of dinosaurs, showing more of the culture of that world oh, yeah. um, would be really, really cool uh, opportunity to show in Soaring Over Pixar. Mm. And then... Then you would go soaring over uh, the seaside village from Luca, Ooh. and finally, to 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 cap it off, you'd go back into space and land on the planet from Lightyear. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, I also was picturing this. Now, this is just my own biased opinion, but Thomas Newman's scores for Wally and Finding Nemo are the best scores in all of <laughs> Pixar up. canon. And so uh, I would say, like, let's bring Thomas Newman in and have him do an original score. It's kind of inspired by both of those movies, oh, but also, yeah. like, takes in inspiration from all the different movies and then, like, does one grand score for the entire ride that would be sick and then um also ben not having been on this you don't know but patrick warburton is the quote-unquote flight attendant for (laughs) soren so like whenever they do the 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 pre um pre-ride show or whatever you see him doing like a little orientation video like like kind of like a flight attendant thing so my pitch is that we we do that same video, but with John Ratzenberger replacing oh. Patrick Warburton. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, so Pat, so John Ratzenberger would be the flight attendant for Soren over Pixar. So that's my pitch. Yeah, for Soren over Pixar. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot. You already have that like uh, like um, uh, tour guide. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a vibe to it, which I love. Yeah, that's great. If you look out now, you'll see Radiator Springs <laughs> down below. <laughs> That's really cool. I definitely want to ride that ride, though. The, yeah. Oh, no. It's fantastic. I think Stephanie and I wrote it three times, I want to say. Ooh. So. And very much approve of Thomas Newman. Yes. As your, as your composer for this ride. Um, yeah. I, I love Michael Giacchino, but I feel like he's definitely come in a lot more in the later half of Pixar. And, like, I kind of miss that, like, just that like classic Pixar soundtrack vibe that like Thomas Newman can do like yeah and uh, and he's Randy Newman's cousin oh, so you, I didn't you know could that. make the argument that it's the Newmans who really like created the 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 sound of Pixar dude you're oh my gosh i can't believe they're cousins yeah well <laughs> cuz the the Newman family i guess is a whole dynasty in the world of like music like oh. i th- i think they have multiple cousins that are all like film score composers. Dang. I want to say, um, but yeah. So so yeah, Randy and Thomas are, are cousins. 
That's crazy. Okay, well, we'll have to put a pin in this for uh, a future ideas, but we, we should talk about like what is the best Pixar soundtrack slash who's the true Pixar composer? Uh, okay, <laughs> so, so Randy, Randy is the true... Thomas is the best. Can I uh, say that? <laughs> <laughs> is that okay. Well, stay tuned for that idea. Um, okay, so next ride. Um, this also touches upon uh, a previous, uh, like a mini pitch that I did in in the se- the um, section with Luke. Yeah. So this is in the land of Coco. Um, this ride I'm calling dante's spirit guide mm-hmm. so i remember remember i pitched about well i was like i was like isn't there some sort of like flying stuff going on in coco and luke talked about that it was it was dante's spirit guide dragon thing oh yeah and um so basically i didn't necessarily develop it a whole bunch more but i think now that i can i visualizing it so the 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 dragon is you know is the spirit guide and so i'm imagining that this would be um this would be some sort of dark ride as well um, where, where the, the ride that you're on is like, like a dinosaur and it can seat, you know, people on it and maybe kind of like, f- um, oh no, it would be like, uh, P- the Peter Pan ride in Disney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you look down below and you can see everything, but there, but you also could either do, you could do like physical sets like they, they did for Peter Pan, or you could, you could maybe do screens or projection, but I'll tell you right now, Disney fans are a bigger fan of of practical, practical like models, yeah. yeah, like using animatronics, animatronics and yeah. and like scale miniatures or whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But that's yeah. Def- that's yeah, that's definitely the the classic uh, approach. And so I I would love to do that with this ride. So basically, you're taking off um, on Dante's Spirit Guide, and you are in the land of the dead, and you are exploring the land of the dead. So again, perfect for Dark Ride, because everything's kind of black in the land yeah. of the dead. Yeah. Um, and so you're going over, like, you know, the, um, the different towns, and, uh, you could go over, like, where the, the live concert venue is, where maybe there's a show that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could go, like, over, like, by the bridge, the, the glittery orange bridge of that mm-hmm. connects the land of the dead. Did you say, I'm sorry, did you already say what the ride vehicle is? Uh, it's, it's the spirit guide. Okay, spirit. that's what I thought. Yeah, it'll be on, on the, the winged um, cat okay. is the ride. Okay. That's yep. what I was wondering. So that, that's, that's the Dante spirit guide, right? Okay. That sounds awesome. Yeah, no, I 100% agree that Coco needs a dark ride. Like, that would be perfect um, in every way. So my next pitch is also a dark ride. Okay. <clears throat> and my pitch is called... I'm naming all my rides, by the okay. way. Um, it's called Turning Red, the Panda Within. Ooh. So this ride would use cameras and motion tracking technology to place you in a scene and turn you into a red panda. Hmm. Now, think about the Animoji feature on an iPhone or like a TikTok filter, filter that like changes your face. By harnessing a slightly more sophisticated version of the same technology and pairing it with the type of ride mechanics that allows the Haunted Mansion to put a ghost inside your Doom buggy, like with you, Mm. you can turn guests into pandas. Oh. So here's what I'm picturing. You get in an Omnimover type ride vehicle that moves sideways. 
Um, it will occasionally switch facing from right to left, right to uh, left to right, um, so that guests don't feel like they're always moving sideways in one specific direction. Okay. Um, but along the track, there are screens. So I, I know I just condemned screens like less than five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but no, there are, there are screens along the side of the track. And on the screens, you see projections of scenes um, that mirror the events of the movie Turning Red. But instead of seeing May May, you, the guest, are placed into the scene using cameras that live feed into the layered oh, video screen. That's cool. So after a certain point in the ride, though, you suddenly appear as a panda <laughs> and you see your parents like reacting to the change and stuff like that. Oh, I say your parents yeah, in quotation yeah. marks because, you know, May you're, you're, so you're basically, yeah, you're, you're, you're role playing as May May. Yeah. And um, but it would be super cool because like you could like hold your hands up. You can like look around and like like the panda is going to mirror everything you do. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, but the end of the ride would then take you into a giant room with a 100 percent practical animatronic Kaiju Panda. 2319! We've got a 2319! We've got a spoiler leak! We've got a spoiler leak! Spoiler! Spoiler! So basically, Mom just turned into the giant panda from the third act of the movie. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Turning Red. Spoiler. Um, but the whole thing would feature uh, four town music. Obviously, um, <laughs> after <laughs> after you escape the kaiju panda, there would be one last video screen based scene where you are placed into the panda world with your mom. Hmm. Um, so you would get to see kind of like a abbreviated pseudo form of the scene from the end of the movie. Um, and then after the ride, you are deposited into a turning red themed gift shop mm. where you can buy ears and tails that let you know that you experienced turning red, the panda within. Nice. So that's that's my pitch. Now, I did say I only had like a handful of pitches, but I, I'm going to tag this one onto the end because you could also use this exact same technology to do a very similar ride, but Luca themed oh so you'd be able to see yourself as a sea monster and go on an adventure with alberto and i'm thinking it could be a west coast east coast thing so maybe disney california adventure will have the turning red ride while epcot will have the luca ride in the italy pavilion oh dude that's sweet that's perfect so that's that's my that's my pitch Dude, I love that. And that's pretty like revolutionary. Like unless again, I've only I've only I have a limited uh um knowledge of of all things Disney. Yeah. But like that technology sounds like like super doable in 2022. Oh yeah. But like super creative. Yeah. Like I I guarantee you, like that's why I'm this is why I'm excited to pitch this is because I guarantee you this ride will exist in some form yep. in the next ten years. It may not be a turning red themed ride, but like that technology that I'm describing will be implemented into rides at some point. I'm yeah. sure. Oh yeah, I mean, because even like Snapchat can do like crazy tracking stuff. That's yeah. an app. So yeah, yeah, like it's gotta be a thing. Yeah, exactly. Very nice. I like it. What, what was it called again? The Turning Red, The Panda Within. The Panda Within. Very nice. Um, all right, so my uh, next one is In the World of Brave. Ooh. So this, I don't have a creative name for it yet, um, but basically it would be um, an, 
an arrow shooting game. Ooh. Yeah. So similar to Toy Story Mania uh, or Buzz Lightyear um, Spin, okay. um, it's basically where like you are in, um, I don't know what kind of vehicles it would be, like horse and buggy or whatever, and you are, uh, or maybe you're on horses, but it'd probably make more sense. But well, basically, you could be like in a cart being pulled by a horse. That oh, might be easier. That's true. And so basically you're just passing by um, like all of these like targets and you're, you're shooting. So I don't know how that would work if it would be like maybe they'd have like a, attached to your vehicle, a little bow and arrow that's like fixed. And then all you're doing is basically like pulling a string, but it like it's digital. So it recognizes your aim, like based on how you tilt right. it or what, how much power is in it. I would and, think you could have it detached from the ride or at least like maybe attached via cable, like a holster. And then you could pull it out. And yeah. It's attached by cable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's how, that's how it is in, uh, Buzz Lightyear, uh, Astro Blasters, the, the, the guns that I was talking about, yeah. they're, they're attached via like a long cord, but it's so that you can aim like more versatilely than like the turret gun on Space oh, Ranger yeah. Spin. That would be cool. And it'd just be cool to hold, hold a bow. That'd be really sick. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so basically you're, you're, just shooting targets um and uh and then your goal is obviously to see like how how your score is trying to get a high score of shooting shooting targets right um so yeah i I don't have much more than that but also also i think it'd be cool just visually like you could explore scotland too while shooting targets oh yeah that would be sweet yeah no i'll say right now that technology is definitely doable so i don't know if i told you about this yet but when i was at disney california adventure visiting um Avengers Campus, their newest ride is Web Slingers, the the Spider-Man ride. And I don't know if I told you about this, but the technology in it is is completely new to me, at least. Um, But it allows you to sit in a ride vehicle and it deposits you in these different scenes. Like the ride vehicle takes you through these different scenes around Avengers Campus. And what you're seeing is a screen, but it's like 3D. You're wearing 3D glasses. and you're able to reach out your physical hand and make the spider shooting motion like like yeah. our listeners I'm sure can picture what I'm doing with my wrist right now the, the peace or the rock and roll sign with your thumb yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um you 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 do the spider-man thing and web actually comes out of your wrist cool and you can actually aim and shoot and I have no clue how it's so accurate because you're shooting at these spider bots and they're like all over the place Hmm. and they're like right next to each other and you could be looking at one specific one aiming at it and then you shoot at it and you hit that one not the one next to it so i don't know how they do that like that it's so accurate yeah but um i would think yeah if they can if they can do a accurate shooting game just by aiming your wrist at stuff yeah right and, and you're not wearing anything either. Like, oh, there's nothing on your wrist. It's just your naked arm. Yeah, it's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So um, so if they can do that, they can definitely do, a, like, a bow and arrow type game where you maybe, are, maybe you're just, like, pulling the string and letting it go. And it you don't even need to, like, load an arrow in it or anything. It'll just, like, automatically shoot like you could be wearing 3D glasses and you could see the arrow shoot Ooh, out. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. That'd be super cool. That'd be that'd be lit. Sorry to add to your pitch. No, I, I like it. No, this is good. <laughs> All right. So my next pitch is called The Incredible City Chase. Ooh. So I want to see The Incredibles redeemed from The Incredicoaster. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that 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 ride has its fans 
and I'm not I don't want to take that away from anyone um, but I just think it's uh, you know it's a ride you can't bring small kids on and the theming isn't as strong as some other Pixar rides it's it's to me it's just a roller coaster and I don't in particularly enjoy the coaster part of it. I just really enjoyed the few glimpses of the incredibles you get yeah. on the ride. Right. And so I want to I want to create a ride that's more incredible centric and more about the experience of saving the day with the incredibles. Oh cool. So this is the incredible city chase. I'm thinking of a 3D show slash ride, kind of akin to Jimmy Fallon's race through New York, but less jerky. So again, Ben, you've not been on this, but at Universal Studios, there's a ride where it's basically like you're in a theater that moves. Mm. Um, like you're you're all sitting in like these theater seats, but the entire room kind of shakes and moves and turns and drops and does all these different motions mm. um, that, that parallel with what's happening on screen. So you're wearing 3D glasses. And um, I'm not going to lie, I got motion sickness on that ride, but I think <laughs> the technology is there um, to do something really cool and less, like I said, less jerky, uh, trying to alleviate some of that motion sickness, try to make it a little bit more of a smooth ride. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm pitching is the, the story would follow the Incredibles and Frozone as they chase a villain through the city. I think it would be cool to introduce a new villain to emphasize that this is a new story oh, yeah. um, for the or like a new adventure for the Incredibles to go on. So, nice. um, so not reusing any pre-existing villain. I, I think it would be fun for the. I don't have a pitch, but if the Imagineers wanted to go crazy, coming up with like a new iconic villain, yeah, where you could create merch that's like exclusive in the parks because like that villain doesn't exist in the movies. You're not gonna find merch yeah. for that villain like outside the parks. Nice. Um, but the chase would be the main part of the ride. So you could start by following Mr. Incredible in the Incredicar. Uh, but when he starts to lose the trail, he calls Elastigirl, who comes in on her bike. And we follow her continuation of the pursuit. Then the villain would drop some kind of tire-popping device, and Elastigirl would have to call Dash and Violet, who use their hamster ball method to bypass the roadblock. Okay. Then Violet will let Dash go full speed, so so she, she turns off the forest field so that Dash can go full speed, but the villain blows up a bridge, um, which causes Dash to have to call Frozone, who flies over the ravine, and we follow him the next bit. Finally, the villain rounds a corner and finds Mr. Incredible has cut him off. Then he turns to see Elastigirl, Violet, and Dash have all cut off all the other potential places to go to. So they take him into custody, and Mr. Incredible thanks the audience for their help in non-violently apprehending the bad guy. Ooh, and so it would nice. just be like... A fun 3D ride, like where it's all one shot. Yeah. Like you're you're just kind of like on a ride, almost like you're a flying superhero yeah. who's just kind of watching this chase take place. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I think that that would be way more fun because you could take kids on it. You yeah. could do, um, you could probably do it multiple times without like hurting yourself. Hopefully, like ideally, we'd want to design it so that yeah, it's a smooth ride. Like I said. Um, you could add like a wind effect, kind of like Soren, yeah. to make it feel 
similarly uh like a similar effect to that yeah um but yeah that's that's what i want to see in an incredibles ride dude that's cool and so i haven't been on that ride you're talking about the jimmy fallon ride yeah you said it was like a theater but the theater moves yeah kind of like you're in 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 a theater and like yeah you can feel the whole room kind of like shifting and dropping and tilting yeah okay almost like you're on a roller coaster that is just like the car is the theater yeah right um and then the screen is paralleling the motion that you're feeling you're feeling okay nice that's cool yeah that kind of like in a way redeems the world and because like yeah like the incredibles it's like it's such a cool film and a cool world and like just their their action-packed sequences of them fighting together yeah and like making that a ride is like really cool yeah yeah, I feel. Yeah, I just feel like the Incredibles need more than the Incredicoaster to represent them in the Disney parks. Because, yeah. like, again, I don't want to throw shade at the Incredicoaster, even though I already have. I just <laughs> think that, uh, yeah, I think that they deserve more than just one ride that barely touches the surface of yeah. like the possibilities of theming. Yeah, totally. And I think also like there, you're also getting a chance to like explore the like the superpowers of them you know right and like yeah you don't really see much on the i wasn't on the coaster but from what you said like you're being able to actually see feel what it would be like to be in the action of these super you know uh, hero family like doing their thing and yeah um yeah that would be really cool uh yeah nice Awesome. Well, my last, was that your last pitch or you have one more? I have one more. Okay, you've got one more. Okay. So my last pitch is um, the Wally ride that I had hinted at in the in the last um, bit with Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of developed it a little bit more. So I mentioned that for this Wally ride, um, that I, I also don't have a name yet, but um, basically, um, the uh you'd be exploring the axiom mm-hmm. and the ride you'd you'd all all of the the vehicles would be the hovering pods that the humans you know are sitting on yeah um and so each person gets a chance to sit on that pod and you you'd have like um you'd be able to i don't know if if like each pod would actually have a screen the way that it is in the movies or if it's just the pods and then like you are um like kind of dark ride theme where it's like maybe you're seeing like screens like around you or something like that but the point Mm -hmm. is is everyone's in the pods and you're able to see like this world of wally and the goal of the ride is that you're trying to help wally escape from the ai oh and so basically you're like if if you're really thinking about the story it's like you're a human who's like turn to help wally basically so you like come it's like you're the human like come you come off the path from all the other humans and you're helping all the other robots help wally yeah um, escape and you know protect the plant basically yeah um so you could you could explore all different like levels of the ship you know um you could see areas that you didn't maybe could see as much in the film i even thought of like if you want to get really creative and like somehow like because there's that isn't like bernie or whatever who's like outside of the ship yeah. Like if there was a way that like your pod, like maybe it had this technology that we didn't previously see where it's like it can attach like a helmet oh, to make you yeah. like space proof. And then yeah. you like somehow in it, like maybe the pod also has like a mini jetpack or something. I don't know. But the point is you could like get, you could literally exit the ship and then go on the side of the ship um, and then like help Bernie with something mm. and then go back into the Axiom and help Wally kind of try to save the day. That's awesome. So wait, then is this a like self-guided ride? Like, do you get to like pick your path or is it like 
everyone goes in a different direction and it's pre-assigned or Ooh, like that's how really how is how how does this work? I was assuming that we everyone would would be on the same path. Like it's kind of oh, like okay, gotcha, dictated gotcha. for you, kind of. Okay, um, though, because the way you were describing it, I was almost thinking like, oh, so someone's gonna be outside helping Bernie while somebody's inside, oh, you know, doing this, and somebody's over here doing this, and like that. Yeah. That was what I was picturing as you were describing it. But like, no, it makes sense to do it as a linear ride where everyone kind of hits up each each point in the story. Yeah. Yeah, you could, yeah. And then I don't know how that would work, like maybe like motion-wise, like like you were saying with the other right, like maybe the seats move along with, depending on what's on the screen or whatever too. Right. So there's a little bit more interaction there. Um, but I don't, yeah, that there, there's a lot to explore there. Maybe you could try to have it be more individual too. That yeah. would be sweet. First of all, I love this ride because what you're pitching is something, I know we kept using this word last month, but immersive. immersive. <laughs> like, cause it, it places you in the movie. It's like there are humans in the movie, like just random background humans. And they, there was a point in the movie where I guess they had a, a choice to yeah. notice what's going on. So, like, if some of them did decide to, like, help Wally, then there could be any number of, like, humans that are part of the story that you embody, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, you're, like, you're like taking one of those humans and I I love that idea. Yeah. And so I think, and I think you're right, like, the ride vehicle lends itself um to being a ride and i would just love to see a ride that uses like a practical wally like i want to see an animatronic oh, wally yeah dude come on that's yeah it's a robot like because most of the robots in that i would think are buildable for imagineers oh yeah like eve might be the most hard one because she flies but i feel like there are you know non-practical effects you could use like projection mapping and stuff like that to get her kind of in the in the mix but yeah yeah that's really cool and one thing we haven't even talked about is like we haven't even talked about interest the uh, interestance to rides oh yeah the queue the queue so i mean yeah that's we haven't even explored that but just imagine all the things you could do in queues too so that's true that's yeah. true all aboard the axiom Ooh, oh yeah remember the millennium falcon like the whole like waiting period to that oh yeah and the ship sounds and like yep you could hear like people working on the ship like you could do that with the axiom and yeah yeah well, my final pitch. Are you are you ready for my final pitch? I'm ready. Okay, so my final pitch is titled "Miguel Presents the Power of Music." Ooh. Okay. So this would actually be a show. I'm gonna pitch a show. Oh, nice. So I'm gonna describe the show to you. This is what you would see. So you'd go into a culturally ambiguous theater. Well, let's just call it that because it. It really isn't supposed to be tied specifically to Miguel, but he is the host of the show. Okay. Um, it, maybe maybe the theater's more just decorated Pixar-themed in general. So okay. you get to see lots of little Easter eggs maybe um, embroidered into the stage curtains and stuff like that. So, mm. um, But there would be an actor playing Miguel, um, and if for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Miguel is the protagonist of the movie Coco. Um, but yeah, an actor plays Miguel and um, he hosts this show that's all about music. And so in the beginning, he performs Un Poco Loco, um, then tells the audience that music is one of the most powerful things in the world. Then he offers to take the audience on a musical journey where he can show us 
the wide range of instruments and styles that can be used and the wide range of emotions that can be evoked. And so this is going to be a very meta show because like I, I just addressed, Miguel is, is talking directly to the audience. So this is almost like an audience participative story. Okay. Um, so he starts with music that makes you want to dance. So he invites Four Town out to perform with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so this is going to get real meta because you, you've got actors playing Four Town, um, and they come out and they teach everyone how to dance to their song, Nobody Like You. Mm. Um, and so they'll perform that, and um, and Miguel is kind of like, for this performance, he's just kind of like on the side side of the stage, not really part of the, the performance, I mean, aside from a little dancing. Yeah. Then Miguel and Four Town will recount the story of a famous racer. So Miguel joins Four Town in singing all together, Life is a Highway. Nice. Like a new, newly popified Life is a Highway. Yeah. Uh, while scenes from the movie Cars play on a screen in the background. Okay. Okay. Nice. So then this is going to be the formula from here on out. Guest comes out, performs their song, does a duet with Miguel. Oh, so cool. next. Miguel talks about how some music is written to inspire. So he invites an actress playing Merida out to perform mm. Touch the Sky from Ooh, Brave. Yes, that's a good song. Yeah. Then Miguel and Merida will talk about how they are reminded of the story of two brothers. Then they both will duet Carried Me With You from the movie Onward Ooh. while scenes from Onward play on the screen. Nice. So then, after Merida leaves, Miguel talks about needing some help to illustrate soul. Ooh. Then an actor playing Joe Gardner comes out and performs It's All Right from Soul. Nice. After that, Miguel and Joe will duet a jazzy version of Down to Earth Ooh. while scenes from Wally play on the screen. That's a classic Pixar song right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and they'll jazzify it. So. Nice. Um, then Miguel tells the audience he needs to find someone to help him explain love songs. It's then that two giant animatronic volcanoes oh. drift onto <laughs> the stage. They perform lava. lava. Yep. After their song, the volcanoes talk to Miguel, who asks if all love songs are romantic. Then the volcanoes will tell him that any song that's meant to express your care for another person is a love song. Then Miguel and the two volcanoes will perform If I Didn't Have You Ooh, while yeah. scenes from Monsters, Inc. play on the screen nice. in the background. Let's go. Then Miguel would tell the audience that he knows some things about sad songs. He shares about how he lost his mama Coco and then he plays Remember Me. Ooh, yeah. Miguel starts crying, and one by one, the rest of the cast returns to the stage, all singing a somber rendition of You've Got a Friend in Me. Oh, wow. Somber. And then, twist. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then finally, the entire cast would be out on the stage all at once. So you got Miguel, you got Fortown, you got Merida, you got Joe Gardner, you've got the Volcanoes. And so Miguel will be comforted, and he offers to let them all close the show out together. And together they would perform The Time of Your Life from A Bug's Life. Oh, nice. Let's go. 
So that's the that's that's the pitch. Um, they would have to definitely shorten the songs. They wouldn't yeah. be able to do full versions of all of them. Right. But right. I think it would just be fun to see a show that ties together all of these popular songs that came from Pixar movies. Yeah. Um, into like one show that's performed by Pixar characters. Yeah. And and. Excluding Merida, all those characters that I just mentioned are like musicians in the universe. Right. So, um, yeah, I really just brought Merida in to to kind of balance out because there's so many guy musicians, and yeah. I needed a, like a female protagonist to kind of um, do something. Plus, Touch the Sky is a banger, so you gotta you gotta yeah. have. You gotta have Merida perform that one. Oh yeah, yeah. So and it, if you want even more female characters, I instantly thought that when Miguel starts crying, that you were gonna say to bring sadness out. Oh, <laughs> to like comfort, <laughs> and then like to help like with the next. I one. mean, maybe that that is what should happen. I didn't think about that, but yeah, you could you could potentially incorporate sadness as a character in that scene. I don't know. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And uh, so. Um, this is like, you're pitching a legit Pixar musical here, like, <laughs> which I love. And I, so I, uh, um, you know, this, but I, I, uh, one of my, um, products that I do for work cause I film, um, children's musicals. Yeah. One of the ones that, that they, they just performed was Susical the musical. Oh yeah. And that is, uh, a musical where it touches upon a whole bunch of different Dr. Seuss stories all within one musical. And uh, it got me thinking, like, this is basically, like, the same thing. This is, like, Pixar the musical, but but it's all different stories that's, that's, that comes together to make one thing. Ben, are you about to pitch me Pixar Theory the musical? Can that be a thing? Uh, uh, we might have to come back to that. <laughs> have the Super Carl and Bros come out and be like, hey, brother. Oh yeah, because they have they have a Pixar theory song. The Pixar theory, theory the, the Pixar, Pixar theory. theory. We're finally gonna see, see it, clearly. it clearly. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we wouldn't be able to get licenses for all those songs. That would be insane. But like, if we could, that would be such a fun show to like perform locally. Because you could easily cast those characters, like minus the volcanoes. They would have a bit of production value behind them, but like, yeah. Otherwise, you could you could make that show happen. I mean, dude, it's awesome, and I mean, like it, it works as as you pitched it, which is just kind of a, it's a fun show, and like Miguel's kind of like leading you through, like it's all about music and the power of music. Yeah, and it it, it works really well, but like yeah, definitely put a note in that for future because yeah, if you came up with like an actual story with a character and oh yeah you know because that's what Susical actually really becomes more it's like it's kind of Horton Horton the Who is is kind of the story that's like the most defined Horton Here's a Who or what did I say Horton the Who Horton the Who <laughs> Horton Here's a Who sorry uh, Horton Here's the Who is kind of the staple and like that those characters are kind of the main characters in it but then there's yeah. other characters in it but anyways yeah. yeah like maybe it centers on one of the Pixar films uh, but yeah. still like overlaps with other things so yeah and like yeah, just finding a way to bring all those songs together. That would be lit. Dude, because they're so good. Yeah. So, anyways, dude, nice pitch, man. Well, thank you. Well, that is it for our season finale. Woo! Season one is a wrap. So, once again, make sure that you're following us 
on Facebook, on Instagram, on your podcast feed. On YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I forgot YouTube before. But, yeah, make sure you're following us on those platforms. We are Pizza Planet, a Pixar podcast. Oh, yeah. And we just want to say thank you so much, guys, for listening and following us this first season. Um, yeah, we are just two friends who love Pixar, and uh, we're just doing this on the side. And it's been so cool to see um, some engagement and y'all enjoying the podcast and enjoying the, the memes that are made by uh, Mr. Madison here. Uh, and yeah, it's been a fun ride, and I hope we can do more. So love y'all. Um, also, uh, for... Uh, those who have Pixar ride ideas, feel free to drop your ride creations um, in our uh, on our YouTube page or on Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah, just engage with us. Like anything, anything that you want to talk about Pixar, uh, we want to talk with you. So, so yeah, give us your pitches. Let them come, baby. But yeah, I, I echo everything Ben said. Thank you for listening. We we appreciate all the. All those who have endured our hours of ranting about <laughs> Pixar movies. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. For, if you made it this far, wow, that, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys. And, oh, man, we got we to gotta end this. We got to end this. Well, O for Onward. Adventure is out there. To infinity and beyond. Pizza out. <laughs> <laughs>